Welcome to our latest episode of From the Horse Box, where we bring the garden to gourmet. So all you growers out there, keep listening. What's for supper tonight, Kate? A bit of Dover Soul from John the Fish, episode 16. And will you be reaching for the frozen petit pois? Gosh, I'm still on my morning coffee and dinner seems a long way off. But for those who know my husband, he's not too keen on his greens. Well, we're having vegetable fritters with Savoy cabbage served with sour cream and parsley, thanks to local entrepreneur Sarah Evans, who began growing produce during lockdown. Sarah's lively chat will inspire us to sparkle up our vegetable menus. Spring is just round the corner, hopefully, and we'll all feel invigorated. So let's get planting. Well, this February, From the Horse Box brings you veg boxes in all their vibrant, colourful, organic glory. We all aim to be healthier in 2023, and that means eating good quality food grown in the UK. Yes, a very warm welcome to Sarah Evans of Watery Lane Produce Vegetable Boxes, which launched in January 2022 and are delivered in a five-month radius around Overton on Dee in ever-increasing numbers. Sarah, how did this veg venture begin? Well, it was um, took a little bit of time, really. We spent some time um, over the previous years trying to think of a career for myself from home so I could still be with the family and support Will on the farm when needed. Um, and we went through different ideas like making beer or um, doing some craft, neither of which uh, were very successful because uh, I'm not crafty and um, I prefer lager to beer and uh, <laughs> it was just not proven very I- ideal. So uh, we had stumbled across um, in lockdown, I enjoyed some gardening um, and then we watched some programmes and thought, what about veg boxes? Um, at the time, the pandemic had obviously happened, but um, direct sales were increasing and people enjoyed eating local food again. So um, we just decided to sort of venture down that route and see where what, where it took us, really. So it's like a farm diversification. It is really, yes. So I can still be on the farm, but gives us a different string to our bow um, and help um, educate our own children and hopefully local community a bit as well. So some of your produce is homegrown and the rest comes from a top organic wholesaler who picks to order for you. Yes, they're based in Manchester and they've been going quite a number of years. Um, Lovely people, um, very helpful and accommodating and just have the major ethos of wanting to have natural organic food to the people and reduce food waste and increase sustainability in the agriculture. And they work really hard in trying to achieve that and spread the word. And they moved premises actually this last year into a bigger site, four times their original site. So things are on the up. But um, with strikes across Europe and uh, the Brexit and um, the government, how it is, there's lots of challenges that they face. Um, but they're really supportive and continue to provide us with vegetables to choose from. Well, you obviously have a great relationship with them. And the beautiful fresh vegetables that you grow are grown in a polytunnel that was built by Will, your husband. Yes, I gave him a little challenge to build a uh, 24 by 60 foot polytunnel. All right. <laughs> I never built anything, bless him. He did amazingly well. Um, it was quite a deliberation what size to go because I was wondering what to go for. And he's like, well, in terms of sheds, you've never got a big enough shed. You yeah. always wish you'd put a bigger one up. 
So um, I'm, I am happy with my size. It's not too, but I think it's just about right actually for what I was doing last year. And, um, maybe in a couple of years, I'll want a bigger one, but it's certainly a good starting um, bench. Um, but ironically, yeah, he did amazingly. He put it up and he completely nurtured it and was very proud of himself. And literally about a week later, Storm Arwen arrived. So uh, it was like you know, the strongest storm we've had in UK history. So uh, I was actually at the pub when it landed, the storm, <laughs> completely oblivious to what was going on outside. And um, on my return, he was outside battering down extra buttons and trying to basically secure it from taking off. Because, um, yeah, he was not going to let it go after all his hard work. Well, it obviously survived. And you've got four daughters. Yes. Did they help you with the picking? Yeah, picking and, pot and, and planting at the beginning of the season as well. Um, yeah, some of them more than others have got involved. Um, it's quite interesting what they enjoy, seeing that what they each enjoy doing differently. And um, the youngest particularly liked eating the sugar snap peas. Um, she'd just go in there for a few snacks when she was hungry, <sighs> which was nice to see, really. It's better than biscuits. Healthy snacks. Very yes. healthy. Anyway, I'm loving my weekly delivery. I'm, I'm the customer, you see, and I'm completely sold on this, you know, healthy, locally grown food. And I really enjoyed, you know, every week uh, uh, having my vegetables decided and they're all seasonal and it's a lovely colourful box to head into. So every night, you know, I use something out of the box. So if we could just have a look in this box, Sarah, and just say, you know, what we could do, what's in there and what perhaps we could use them for recipe-wise. Now, I've already used... The uh, red cabbage, okay. which I'm loving, actually. Um, and there's some fab recipes that you can find. He said sometimes, you know, we don't have... And we are meat eaters, don't get me wrong, we are meat eaters, but there is at least one night a week now where, you know, one of the meals is completely from the box. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. the red cabbage is a huge success. Um, there's a recipe here I found, cutting it into wedges and roasting it because roasting is something you know we don't perhaps always think of well actually with these yeah. vegetable ideas so no, this this recipe here you roast it and add um, anchovy fillets and capers and and dijon mustard and then serve it with a salsa verde oh lovely sounds yummy yeah no i am enjoying looking at all the different recipes what's your favorite recipe then I'm not sure if I have an exact favourite, but um, it is surprising what you can do with different vegetables. Because I think we all can be a bit guilty of just doing what um, I don't know, boiling them in a pan or something. That's quick and easy. Well, air fryers must have made a difference, haven't they? Yes, I personally own an air fryer, um, but my slow cooker has been out quite a lot this uh, last winter or an autumn. So uh, it's surprising what you. With my squashes, I don't know if you knew this, but from looking at recipes and sort of eating far more squash than I used to eat. Um, I don't know about you, but I only used to know about butternut squash, which was because I had children and all the recipes were like, use butternut squash from Puriot. So, um, but buying from the wholesaler, there is like, well, hundreds, it seems like, of different squashes. Um, and I've been working my way through several of them this last um, this last season. Um, and they can be an absolute nightmare to peel and then scrape out. Um, but by putting them whole in a slow cooker, um, they go all soft and then afterwards you can just see the scoop the middle out or you can peel them when they're softer, um, which makes it a lot easier than almost ripping your nails off. There's that you? spaghetti one. There is a spaghetti one, that, yeah. That I can really recommend. It is. It's nice, isn't yeah. it? Um, and then the other day I put actually boiled a squash and then um, cut, I halved it first of all, took the seeds out, um, then boiled it and then 
put some cheese on it and then put it under the grill. And that was really nice and easy as well. They're very versatile, aren't they? You can put them with meats and cheeses and, you, can. you know, sausage casseroles and all sorts of things. I found a wonderful dal recipe, which you can shred your Savoy cabbage oh, into. Oh, lovely. And that sounds really nice. I'll put some of these recipes in the show notes at the end, can't I? That'd be great, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled to bits uh, working through. It's a whole new lease of life. Are there any that you grow that are easier than others or really some that you think, oh, they're really hard and I'll go to the wholesaler for those? Yeah, I um, didn't realise what um, how labour-intensive brassicas were um, for two reasons. They're in the ground for a long time, so they take a lot of space up. Um, but also um, everything just wants to attack it. So <laughs> everything's against you somehow. So you, you put them in and it didn't have this season. Last summer was so hot, so I was constantly watering them. And they did survive the drought, and so they didn't get a drought. And then, um, then the caterpillars came along. And um, at one point, I think in the summer holidays, I had all the girls at home, and um, I think all their friends are off doing exciting things. But I got mine <laughs> out underneath our netting. We'd had the brassicas in, picking off caterpillars yeah. <laughs> and trying to spot them and work together as a team under the baking sun. Um, the photographs look like we're in um, some kind of jungle, really, because... Um, and did you save them? We saved them, yeah. I mean, the caterpillars, some... Um, there was just thousands of them. It was unbelievable. I don't, uh, there's a lesson I learned to get them netted sooner um, because they just multiply. And also keep the netting off the leaves. I think that's how they got worse. Um, but then, so I survived that. Um, and then they went and got an aphid after that. So... They haven't done very well at all. So it's difficult being a farmer, isn't it? It's difficult to grow things. It's a hard job. Yeah, but you're you all these skills and knowledge. You, you know, it's, you have to be really on the ball. Yeah, and do. Uh, it is a time management thing. How hard well. it is to grow food. It does. Yeah. Well, definitely. So some of my food, unfortunately, um, didn't prosper. My, um, I think I did manage to get some cutting of my um, broccoli, but not great, really. So, so definitely, that's one to buy in um, I've enjoyed doing my salads um, and sugar snap peas were very easy very easy actually however I have been told that the mice didn't know that they existed this time whereas next year they They're might wise. know they might know that there's, there's, there is a lot of expertise <laughs> in the family on growing things though do you ever have to go and ask for advice from Will and John and sometimes they do s- know a thing or two about <laughs> growing things. They did. Uh, well, John gave me a fantastic tip orig- at the beginning of my tunnel because my ground was had been was part of the original orchard actually, so um, hadn't been disturbed for ever that we really know of. So it was very compacted. Um, I mean, it's grown beautiful produce, but to get just to help with my digging, mm. John suggested that I put some potatoes in the one the one bed. Um, oh, and the, the ground afterwards was so lush. It was, you know, we really yes, did break that. it up. And that was that was typical from his father. So it's come down the generations. Cleaners, aren't yes. yes. So that was really useful. Um, and I ask a bit about soil health, you know, but manure and um, different things. A good bit things. of FYM in there. Yeah. So going back to the box, tell us, because I am not <laughs> quite the vegetable eater that some people are, how many vegetables come in a box? Well, there's two different sizes. Um, there's one box that contains eight and one that contains ten. So a regular and a large size. Um, most families, most customers are a regular box. So um, it feel, most of my customers, I suppose, are either uh, couples or single occupants or families of four. And so a regular box 
uh, manages those people. And then the larger families tend to have the large box. And then you can have the odds add on like eggs or... Yeah, if you'd like to. Oh, yeah, I sell honey, um, which is actually the hives are based... Or the honey I've currently got, the hives were on Bangor um, Racecourse. So completely, it's wildflower honey. It's, it's really lovely. Um, I wasn't actually a honey eater before. We got given some samples. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nice. So um, there's honey and there's eggs that we do ourselves or have um, come from the farm. Um, and then also um, you can potentially get some cheese or I, or I could give you extra. Well, I don't tend to do extra vegetables because it makes my ordering a bit complicated. But um, if there were you know, someone that always wanted something each week, I could try and source that for them as well. And the actual boxes themselves... They get picked up every week and so that Yeah, just to reduce waste really unnecessarily clutter. So my bo- my vegetables arrive in these boxes um, and then I re-box uh, them into, in, into the customer boxes. Um, so I've not actually bought any boxes, it's just kind of recycled them. And then each week I take a full box to a customer and move the empty one. So it's um, a good way of yeah reducing um, cardboard waste or... So you deliver weekly. Is this going to be very tying? Sort of what happens if you did want to have a few days break? Well, I haven't. I've had one um, week's holiday in October last year, um, and it worked really well. Actually, I asked my customers if they could um, potentially pick up as a one-off while I went on holiday, and they're all lovely, so um, they didn't seem to mind. <laughs> so they're just going to collect from the farm or because of the location, um, some could be collected from the cheese machine, but majority collected from the farm, to be fair. And then I just laid, my mother-in-law was amazing. She helped me, well, I, in my absence, um, box them all up and um, put them out for people. So, yeah, so hopefully. Um, and then the another time I've had is my daughter's birthday recently, and I asked my customers if I could deliver the night before. Um, so I try and keep in communication with them, and hopefully... Well, when all these girls grow up, you'll have four extra drivers. Well, I will, you? yes. <laughs> so <laughs> you, inv- you involve the local community a lot. Uh, and Overton-on-Dee is a good village for, you know, everybody sort of mucking in and you must get um, a lot of reward from the local community. Yes, I think I'm that kind of person. Really. I've always liked joining in with different um, activities, whether it be at university or young farmers. Um, and I do enjoy that sort of community um, sort of ethos. I, enjoy, I was involved with the playgroup and now the school. So there's nothing more warming to me than when you go to, whether it be the church or the WI event, that I've um, attended both of those. Um, and people are like, oh, I've seen your vegetables, or I know my friend's a customer, and lots of lovely feedback. Um, and I feel like, you, yeah, you are providing between the butchers, the shop, and all the different things we have in the village um, that we're just providing that extra There's a lot dimension. of working together Yes, going very on. much so, yeah. It yeah. seems to be um, great. Yes, it is great. Uh, so, you know, from, it must have been hard to get it going, so you must have appreciated the contacts to help you to launch it in the beginning. Yeah, um, I think initially um, the children's eggs really kind of launched, made me also helped me decide to do the vegetables because... Um, the eggs, the delivering of the eggs to the, at the school gates or people I know in the village went re, went down really well, and the butchers. So, so you I, could see a sort of network could, starting yeah, really. up. It wasn't too daunting in that regard. Um, and then originally a lot of my customers, um, I suppose, were people I knew who wanted to support, but also had the same values as myself. So and most of them are still with me now. Um, so that's great too. 
how much further do you want to grow? Are you going to keep the business sort of within the village? Or are you thinking of, you know, really continuing to keep on growing? Or how much do you really want to expand? Well, um, I'm feeling that um, because it's just been 12 months since the launch. So it's quite a good time to review where you Mm. are and your future plans. Um, I feel it's been a great first year. But this next year now, rather than just establishing myself, needs to sort of refine my the working practices so um certainly um grow more myself and buy less in simply because of margin yeah. really um and um, the time the time balance as well with so you feel you've got enough customers at the moment well, for I would you like, to be able to go to the next stage well i'd like to increase my customer base as well but also at the same time refine what i'm doing rather than necessarily expanding my radius i think my Currently, the time-wise it takes to deliver who I'm passing in between works out quite well. So we're just more within the area, I suppose. Yeah. And it, it must be quite a hard day's work delivering all the boxes. Uh, well, it's not too bad. I tend to do it in stages, really, because the delivery comes Wednesday afternoon, varies on what time. Um, and there's not quite enough time then to go and deliver at night. And I did a launch that way, but then I was literally hitting rush hour traffic in the dark. <laughs> And it was just, it was raining and like people didn't want to receive it then. So it works better delivering on a Thursday morning. So in terms of the actual packing the boxes and loading the van, that's done one day and then the actual delivering's the next. So it's quite a nice break in between. <laughs> so yeah, so altogether, if you would do it all together, it's quite intense, but I have a bit of a... So you mentioned before um, you'd done a sort of price comparison because this box is what, £13? 75 75 that's a regular box. Did you say you'd done some price comparisons with, you know, what you could get if you... I have, yes, and I did them again, actually, yesterday, just to double-check. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I am. I'm bang on with the bit large supermarkets. I'm cheaper than Riverford, who have the same ethos, um, you know, because, I mean, perhaps Tesco came in, like, 50p cheaper, but then organic could be coming from far away. Yeah. And secondly, most importantly, when I was putting in items I put in my box this last past week, they didn't have them. They're just not available. So, you know, Riverford might be able to offer you the same sort of boxes as myself because I often look at what they're putting in to match as well. Um, but I'm a lot cheaper than Riverford. So. And you're much fresher. Yes, because, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, and listen, look at some of the other deliveries. Um, yeah, I'm definitely on target with price. To return to the wholesaler, um, you obviously don't have any connection with his farmers. How does he view the whole food industry at the moment? Um, frustrated, really, about how much food's still being wasted. Um, he's really good. He does have a good link with us, with his customers. Um, if you go on their website, actually, you can. Um, there's pictures of most of their suppliers, and they're out visiting them as and when, putting YouTube videos and interviews together with them. Um, so it's very transparent as well. So you know exactly where you're, if you wanted to, you could sit and look at where your, your cabbage has come from last week type thing. So it's, you know, it's very open. Um, and yeah, he gets frustrated with the waste. Um, as I was saying, the site he's on, he's got other um, food suppliers or wholesalers in, on his, his, his neighbours. And he often witnesses through his window, you know, crates or pallets being just wasted because they've either been overordered. Whereas, because... Um, from my point of view, I order 10 days previously. Once we've ordered online, he orders from the suppliers. So it's literally, you know, uh, just-in-time kind of process, which reduces waste. 
which is better for everybody, isn't it? How have you be- escaped being on a podcast before with Will being an expert podcaster? He was, let me say, will you say what, what he used to do? Well, he, he launched the um, Rock and Roll, Farming Rock and Roll podcast, which um, was a great success, um, which he did out of our spare room. Did is, you have any input into that? or Not really, no. other than listening to him get excited about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. learning the skill of doing it and then uh, who he'd been talking to that night. Because he's been doing it a long time before yeah. we started. Yes, no, he did. He did enjoy it a lot. And then since then, he's, he's, he's been a presenter on a couple of others as well. Um, yeah, he really did enjoy it. He loved meeting them. And, you know, you can tell listening to them that he got a lot from it. And listening to him personally come off saying, oh, I've just had a great conversation with whoever it may be. So, um, and then from there, actually, he's done quite well with what other things he's gone on to do. So it kind of raised his, raised his profile. So, but no, I wasn't really... Um, well, I didn't particularly want to be interviewed. He did talk about me once, but... <laughs> <laughs> Lyra, I certainly remember him telling us how time-consuming it was and that he was actually stepping back to give more yes. time to his wife and his children. Yes, no, he's a wonderful family man, so, um, yeah. But there's a lot of um, interesting things you can find out, and it's a huge sort of area that traditionally farmers haven't been want to explain what they do or and it's so such a good medium and forum to talk about these things Absolutely. which is what we're hoping will you know people will be interested in listening about your vegetable boxes because you know it certainly helped me an awful lot and but, it's been a lot of fun to to use them yeah know. well i think a lot of customers do give me that feedback that they're yeah. enjoying um somewhat the excitement of it arriving really you know yes. the fact that oh, we've got this week type thing yes. and then um trying new recipes and just because you only have to try you know one, one a week you don't have to try something with every item but it just makes your you just have light it and makes your taste buds just yeah, wake up again doesn't it because you're trying new flavors and learning new skills along the way it as brightens well. up the menus definitely so you've had some some articles in the press and some awards what, what have you had Written yes. about you. Uh, written about me was um, as this one. Well, the most recent one was farming, farming, uh, farmer's guardian. Even um, I was on the page nine in that um, talking about well the watery lane produce business, and um, that came on the back of Farming Connect, which is the Welsh um, supported. Um, so they helped you initially, didn't they? Farming. They Connect. did. They were brilliant. A lot of networking and um, yeah support. I mean, my mentor. Um, his name's Phil, he's lovely, and although my sort of hours from Farming Connect have finished, he's like, pick up the phone anytime, you know, if you're here to support you. So, lovely people. So, anyone in the farming world can get in touch with Farming Connect if they've got business ideas and, Absolutely, and yeah. be helped. Yeah, definitely, and they're really supportive. Well, any publicity is good, really, isn't it, as far as your boxes are concerned. Yeah. So, your advertising's through social media. Do you find this comes naturally and easily to you or has it been a bit of a challenge? <laughs> Not at all naturally, no. Um, I'm more of a talker. I'd like to do more videos, but um, I have to be in the right frame of mind. Uh, yeah, going back to Will, he loves to just put random stuff out all the time, hence he's got a massive following. But um, no, I try. I feel like I have to have something interesting to say and I don't think there's that, always that interesting, particularly at the moment when the tunnel's like almost in hibernation at the moment. But um but it is nice when you do put things out and you're proud of it to share it and, and interact with different people on either end is is really great. So um, and I also, have learned a lot from it. What 
seems so normal to you and so mundane, actually, for the people that don't know about it, it is very interesting. It sort is, of thing. yeah. So you have to slightly publicise yourself, I think. You do, yes. Yeah. Which I need to perhaps do a little bit more of. Well, I think everybody's interested in growing things and the good that it does for people's general well-being and you know it does do a lot of good it does generally. yeah it is very um relaxing and satisfying and yeah we're just getting that in the fresh air and doing something like that really yeah. is, is good. yes very healthy all round now we get to the quick fire questions um what is the best thing about growing that is eating the produce i think of really course. the satisfaction that you know i've grown these things Right, Claire has chosen these questions. <laughs> so we're on Felicity Kendall, in brackets, it says Barbara, or Penelope Keith, who's Marjorie? Barbara. I have watched yeah. that, not recently. Oh, but we yes. love it. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anybody that really identifies with Marjorie, is there? Everyone's <laughs> supposed to identify with Barbara, <laughs> who does all the, the good, healthy growing. Now, have you ever had any funny misshaped vegetables? These always are good for social media, aren't they? Yeah, I haven't really. Apart from like the typical massive marrows, um, nothing really um, bizarre. I mean, my you going back to my wars. I did win best tomato trust and overall veg in the Everton show. So um, no mishaps, but I have had some successes. Yes, of course. And do we work in kilos or pounds? That's an interesting one. With my veg, it's always um, in pounds and ounces. Um, but in my cooking, actually, I use my um, kilograms and what so we, Yeah, we have to use both, don't we? we Chest, do. Chestnut or shiitake? Uh, I'm not actually a mushroom fan, but if I had to, it'd be chestnut. Mini veg or standard size? Standard size, actually. Um, yeah. The bigger, the better. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. And finally, we'd like to finish with a joke or a motto. To finish, yeah, this did make me ponder. So, um, I did look at a few jokes, and I'm not really a jokey person. So, then I was thinking quotes or inspiration things, and there are so many out there, and you've listened to them, and I'm terrible at remembering these sort of things. And um, I think it has to resonate on a personal matter. So, the one thing I thought of was, um, unfortunately, we lost a dear friend last a couple of years ago, and um, she had the motto of um, when something was a bit daunting or it was hard to achieve. Just put your big girl pants on and uh, then you can get on and do it. So that's kind of stuck with me. So when yeah. things have been daunting or challenging, just think, put your big girl's pants on and go and do it. Well, she sounds like an inspiration to you. Well done, Sarah. Thank you very much. Congratulations, Sarah, on your first year of Watery Lane Produce, where you've managed to set up a profitable business which you enjoy and you believe in, with its ethos of quality and sustainability a rock and roll farm her. Please check out Sarah's website, Watery Lane Produce, and spread the word and share this episode with all your friends. And we look forward to next month when it could be you in the driving seat. (laughs) 